Welcome to Punk Frockers, a community sewing podcast brought to you by Jenny Hassler and Beverly Baptiste. Hey, Jenny, how are you today? I'm super duper. It's my last working day before uh, closing for the end of the year, so I'm I'm definitely able to see a little bit of a break coming up. How about you? I'm doing great. I'm done for the year. So that's a good feeling. We are recording this on the 23rd of December and yep. uh, feels good to have that time off ahead of me. I, I agree. That's the position I'm in as well. I may do a little bit of work from home next week, but for the most part, I'm I'm just done until January 3rd when I have to hit the ground running. Um, but that's a problem for January 3rd. That's right. <laughs> so are you are, are you taking a vacation? Are you going anywhere? I don't think so. I, I think we're going to mostly try and be at the movie theater at 10 a.m. every morning all of next week to see films before anyone else gets up and goes to see films. And of course, because everybody is just going to see Spider-Man, according to the box office numbers, we should be safe because we've already seen that. Ah. So we're get a lot of big screen movie time in, and I'm hoping to sew through a good portion of my stash and as, at the same time to also sell a good portion of my stash because I'll be listing items all of the week from the 27th to the 31st for sale on my J.O. Hassler closet. I know um, lots Instagram of our listeners site. like that. <laughs> I'm really excited to get some more things out of the house that just aren't my everyday reach fors and to start replacing them um, primarily with chives, it feels like right now. But, you know, <laughs> speaking of which, what have you been selling? Well, um, obviously the chive, because how could I be done with that yet? Um, my latest version is sort of a, a mulberry colored um, sweatshirt material. Did you get that from Joanne's? I did. That's the same that I made my uh, joggers in. And it's so soft. My Hudson and pants. Yeah. So I have this in this color and in blue, which uh-huh, I'm waiting. Me too. <laughs> but I made this one this morning. And, um, it's just like wearing a hug all day long. So I'm quite excited. Um, and it's got the usual kind of exciting tall shoulders for the chive Mm. where they've got all the gathering and about three inches across the top of your shoulder seams. So it's, it tends to stand up and perk and I love it. It's super comfortable. So I'm very excited by that one. And I also had some, uh, new to me fabric from a new to me, fabric store um so so english it's uh-huh. s o s e w english fabrics and i uh ordered some french terry from them mm-hmm. which has arrived um and i'm i'm very excited to get working on that as well and i feel like i had one more fabric selection arrive but i can't quite remember which so anyway the chive has been my big thing but I think I reported last time on the big friendly hoodies I made for my grandchildren and gave them early for Christmas. I do. Um, My, let's see, what would this relationship be? It's no relationship at all. My former son-in-law's new fiance (laughs) saw the, the big friendly hoodie that I made for his daughter and the fiance requested one for her. 
And ah. so bought some polar fleece from Joanne with puppy dogs on it because she's a big dog fan. And we'll be making her a big friendly hoodie for Christmas. And she didn't ask for one. I, I misrepresent that when I say she requested it. What she said was, it's amazing. I wish they came in my size. Ah. And I said, well, I sewed it so they can. <laughs> and right. she's like, oh my gosh, really? And I said, of course I would do that for you. And she, she started to tear up and said that made her feel like one of the family, which is extra funny because technically there's no relation here anymore. <laughs> since right. He is a son-in-law, but of course we, we, we love him. He was in our life for some time. We absolutely love her. And so I'm so excited to make this for her. And it will mark one of the first times in my life I've had someone in my circle of family who requests a make that I think may actually like it and wear it. <laughs> for the most part, my family either does not ask me to sew for them, or if they do, they don't mean it. Like they want the experience of me taking the time and effort to do it, but they do not follow through by actually wearing the garments. So very exciting for me. And poor, um, poor Colleen may not know what she's in for because now I could just make her anything I want and she has to act happy about it. So that's <laughs> Well, now you have her measurements, right? Well, I mean, to be honest, do I need them for the big friendly hoodie? It no, but she doesn't know that. <laughs> it is sized as like for her, I'm just going to make adult. That's the size I'm going to make. And I'm probably going to add six inches to it. Cause she's a little bit tall. She is a, um, a jujitsu, um, competitor. So she's, wow. um, you know, all muscly and stuff. Um, <laughs> but I think she's really going to enjoy this. She just wanted something to lay around and feel warm in. And that's the perfect thing for this. And then my last little bit of sewing that I'm working on, um, uh, threaded together in Arizona. Um, we had, uh, the, the women who run that organization, our podcast, and they have been advertising for sale, a number of items that have been made by them for fundraising around the holiday season. And I had not yet taken the time to make Christmas stockings for my former son-in-law and his new fiance. So I ordered them from Threaded Together and they arrived with a lovely card, very nicely made, beautiful stitching. So excited by these. And uh, I was going to embroider the names on them. And I started and I got through the B before I realized that there was some sort of voice in my head or possibly on the last podcast we recorded that said, are, are, are you going to sketch out the letters before you do this? <laughs> and as I am want to do, why would one want to do that? And it turns out, here's why, because you would like them to look like the letters you're anticipating and be placed correctly. So I'm going to give that a shot. I wish Beverly with all my heart, you would, you had suggested that to me because <laughs> <laughs> on failing that. In addition, I was using the size five pearl cotton and it's just too thick to go through this quilting. So I uh, purchased size 11, maybe some other size. Anyway, not five. I went the other direction and I <laughs> purchased something skinnier and I'm going to, I'm going to give that a go. Um, yeah. I, I'm, I, I've got my little pen out waiting to write the numbers on it. And most excitingly, I finished my test run on the amazing sparkly gift I'm going to send you. And it worked beautifully 
So now I just have to complete the remainder of the sparkly things and then send them to you because sparkles, as anyone who's ever known anything about you know, are your life. Yeah, right. (laughs) So I just need to finish it and get them sent off. But I was so excited because my trial actually worked really well. I was super proud of it. So the beautiful thing about giving gifts is you put them out into the world with all the love in your heart and people who receive them, who are kind and wonderful people like you can receive that love. Even if at the end they go, okay, I really appreciate the love that went into this. And that is all I for is an appreciation of the love that went into it. Um, I'm having a lot of fun with it. It's I'm, I'm doing a thing I've never done before in my life. So it's been challenging and interesting and backordered. Those are the important words about this. <laughs> so, so anyway, I'm very excited. And here's the best part. I recorded a video of myself looking at them and ooing and awing over them. And do you know who I have not sent that to yet? Me. You. I sent that to you, even though my tradition the tradition of my people is that you must be notified of it before you receive it. <laughs> so I thought you'd be quite proud of me. I and am. That, that's really what my activities have looked like. <laughs> well, I just want to clear up something for the record, which was that I did tell Jenny to mark on those letters and she laughed at me. So. I mean, I think listeners, you can judge for yourselves. Does that sound at all like that conversation would have gone? I'll, I'll have to judge on this, but but we both know Billy would never warn me about a bad behavior, and I would never laugh if she did. <laughs> it is it is going to be better, I think, with a mark that that seems to be a good point. <laughs> so. I just find in writing letters it it helps to especially to do that, but. Well, for me, the additional part of it is I haven't done a lot of that sort of chain stitch and I wanted Mm -hmm. to change letters. And so the combination of trying to figure out how to do the chain stitch while writing the letters just was working for me. I could not, I could not manage to form in my brain the correct place to put the needle next to both chain stitch and make a letter. (laughs) It was very complicated. I was surprised. What all have you been up to? Well, um, so I talked about, I think I talked about in the last podcast that I had made the fiber mood Roseanne in a long dress version using the very precious fabric that I got from you, the dyed fabric. And it, um, it didn't come out as anticipated. It looked a little frumpy. So I cut off the length quite a bit and I cut off some off the flounce on the sleeves. I'm actually wearing it today and I love it. It's basically the same as the normal fiber mood Roseanne. Uh, it's got an odd, very low button on it, but you know, I'm probably the only one that notices that. (laughs) Um, and so I, and I'm not taking off the button because the buttonholes already made and, and cut open. So it would look even worse to have a buttonhole, no button. So Um, anyways, I really like it. Um, I think I'll get a ton of wear out of it. It's, you know, in my favorite type of linen and I, and I always get to, you know, Jenny made this, uh, fabric for me. And so it'll always remind me of Jenny. So very, so if you wanted to take that button off, what I would do, and I've seen this on other button up dresses and shirts is I'd find a label you like that would fit over the buttonhole. Oh, that's smart. 
exposed label in a space like that. And I bet there are some fun things you might be able to put there. So just a thought, if you decide you want to even test it, you wouldn't even have to take the button off. You could just sort of. Yeah, that's really smart, actually, because I have all those new buttons, button, I mean, labels from, from my advent calendar. So I have lots of great choices for it. So thank you for that idea. There. Yeah. If you decide your button. So that's awesome. And the other thing that I made, um, is a pair, my very first, surprisingly enough, pair of Helen's closet Winslow culottes. Mm-hmm. And I made those with a Brussels washer linen, uh, ocean color, I think, or something like that. It's a, like a blue green color. Um, I don't know which one Jenny would call it, but it's more blue than <laughs> green to me. Um, and we had some fun with that because I made them and then I tried, I tried them on and Jim was like, wow, those are like, he, he didn't, he didn't know that culottes were kind of in fashion again. So he was a little bit like, oh, that's like the eighties. So I was like, and then he wanted to try them on himself. So he tried them on and we got some pictures of, of each of us wearing them. And I think it was pretty cute. People seemed to like that. They, they were very adorable. I thought of them as sort of Navy blue. So clearly I'm way off in la la land on these, um, but that's whatever. Um, (laughs) they're they're super cute. (laughs) So so I was surprised to learn there was so much green in them. Um, but but whatever they're, they are very cute. I thought you would like the Winslow culotte if you made them. I don't know how often you'll make them or anything else, but they seemed like a style you'd probably appreciate. And uh, I like them because, because they kind of look like a skirt, but they're still pants. So I often feel more comfortable in pants. Just theory is if my underwear is cute, it doesn't matter. Yeah. I think if I make some more, I'll, I'll shorten the crotch curve on them. They're kind of, there's, I mean, I think they're deliberate. They must be deliberately, you know, having a low crotch in them, but I, I think I'd feel a little more comfortable with a little higher up, but other than that, it's really cute. And there's a, there's a hack that Helen published to put elastic in the back. And actually, I think if I make them again, I'm, I might actually put the zipper and like do the, the regular waist on them. Oh, okay. Um, mm-hmm. Well, since, since we last spoke, one of the other things I, I didn't finish, I had already finished my Helen Tash bag for my daughter, the foraging bag. I have mm-hmm. given it. To her. <laughs> you have? I have. And she loved it. So... <laughs> So I was super pleased with that because I was very nervous about it. She's a sewist herself and is almost every bag she carries anywhere she goes is microscopic. It's just the teeniest, tiniest little bag. She she puts huge pockets on everything, but her bags are all incredibly tiny. And this is a very, very big bag with very, very big pockets and was intended specifically for her foraging type activities. Um, But she looked at it and she thought it'd be amazing for that, but that it would also be amazing for weekend trips when she does a long weekend trip, being able to load it up and take it with her on an event like that. So she was quite happy with it. I was quite happy with it. Everything turned out well. Um, (laughs) So I, I don't think I'll have a lot of Christmas gifts that I find out whether the recipients liked on Christmas day or anything that, that doesn't sound, uh, but what are we actually here to do? Well, we're here to talk about people's submissions for PF Cozy. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think our new method where each of us pick out about five that we're really enamored of is a great way to go. Just things that caught our eye. It's not that they're the best of the PF Cozy entries or anything like that. It's just ones where maybe the commentary or the photograph or something else about it really struck us. I'll start if you don't mind. No, I don't. Um, I was so delighted with Sweet Tea and Stitchery's uh, little wrist rests for your mouse hand. Because first off, when I looked at them, just the photograph, I didn't catch that they were in front of a sewing machine for scale. And so when I saw them, I thought, oh, those are those rice bags you put behind your neck. But they're much, much smaller than that because their intent is to help you when you're playing video games or working on an Excel spreadsheet for the 48th hour in a row with keeping your wrist properly elevated as you maneuver your mouse. And I thought, well, that's incredibly clever. I love that so much. And they're a self-designed pattern um, and designed with her desk and her wrist in mind, but out of the cutest fabrics. So I, I really appreciated the idea of coziness as ergonomics, right? Yes. Which is really, is. it's an ergonomic cozy factor. And I really yeah. like that was good. My first one is from Frugalissima. Now, Frugalissima and So Over It, Emma, and I all have the same kind of dog, which is a, uh, a English Springer Spaniel. And all three of us have the liver and white ones. So they all look very similar. And I love, I love to see them. Anyway, Frugalissima made a dog coat uh, for her PF Cozy project. And I love that. And it's made out of scraps from a coat that she made a couple of years ago and the leftovers of a hoodie and an old red blanket. So uh, it'll keep the dog warm. It's a, a free pattern from closet core. And I really, I should make some for my dogs. I didn't, but I, I think that's a great, a great <laughs> And of course, Frugalissima is so good for finding free patterns, but also ways to use up scraps in order to make less of an impact on the earth with your sewing, which I I really admire even when I am not successful in myself doing. I think that's that's really neat. And it's a good thing to keep in front of us. Um, The next one that really struck my eye was Elizabeth underscore Wicks, who is working with a 1960s Mach- uh, knitting machine yeah. to make fabric with the idea that making some fabric and then being able to sew with it might be super cool. So with these knitting machines, and I've owned so many of them over the years. Um, in fact, I think I've owned this particular one. What you're doing is you are, you're starting by feeding the yarn, looping it onto the hooks that you need all the way across and then feeding it through and it goes up and gets held by like one of those thread stand type things. Oftentimes the yarn's on cones, but with me, I was always using more high-end yarn shop yarn. So it was in balls and bags or otherwise so that it would feed up appropriately. And once you've done that and you've either used a card or set a pattern, or you're just doing um, stockinette stitch, which is the easiest thing in the world to do, you're really just swiping a carriage across Mm -hmm. and across and back. And it can be really soothing, really simple, really wonderful. But for me, when I started doing it, it was a way to do sort of production style knitting for my children when we moved up into the mountains that didn't require that I destroy my hands further Mm -hmm. (laughs) through. I really, really love the machine. 
the thing that never occurred to me was that I could make yardage out of it. And mm-hmm. I don't know, but somehow yardage never occurred to me. And I think there's some complicated things about yardage out of one of these machines because they tend to be higher, sort of higher sized needles, thicker needle mm-hmm. sizes that you get off of them. And so there might be some things that you don't have to do with commercially knitted fabrics, like before you cut it out, you might have to baste around it or something else to prevent mm-hmm. stitches from traveling, et cetera. But what an awesome idea. What a really, really neat concept. And even if in the end, you end up knitting to particular shapes and either machine sewing or hand sewing together the pieces, it's the definition of cozy. It just sounds so warm and wonderful. I really love it. Um, And she is doing an actual pattern on the photograph that's printed. It's it's not strictly stockinette. There's a there's some skip stitches there. So you've got some traveling stitches. Just beautiful. Yeah. Love it. It's a nice idea. My next one is from Isabel Sews. She has made some Winslow culottes like I did. Hers are made out of corduroy. She has a couple other me maids on there, but it's first of all, an all black outfit, which speaks to my heart, of course, my dark heart, I guess. But I, I thought the outfit looked super, super cozy and warm and, and I loved it. It, it is very cute looking corduroy for me in pants. I just always think of that from my corduroy bell bottoms when I was young, right? You know, you're just <laughs> long. So, um, so I love it. Uh, I, I also like a simple palette. I think that can be really attractive. So that's, that's super neat. Um, the next one I wanted to call out is from Creadera Creates, C-R-I-A-D-E-R-A dot Creates. And these are secret pajamas for the win. In this case, this is the Billy Dress by Tilly, Tilly and the Buttons, which was recently released in the upgraded sizing. And I've, I've made myself one out of sweater material. I really love this one. First off, it, it's just a beautiful fleece back sweatshirt, which is something I've only recently learned. You can actually buy at fabric stores. <laughs> I have been out the right search term on fabric.com, for example, to locate something like this. But I see occasionally in physical brick and mortar stores, and I love it. It is the snuggiest thing for winter. And because I don't have any allergies or irritations in my skin that react badly to this, it just, I put it on and it feels a dream all day long. It looks so pulled together and so professional in this picture, even though the, the Billy as a sweatshirt dress to me, just the word sweatshirt dress can make you think less casual, more casual. But to me, this looks, you could wear this out professionally easily. And it's, it's gorgeous. The pose is just simple and joyful. So everything yeah. about it delightful. That is lovely. The next one is another, that for me is another secret pajamas. And this is one that's close to your heart. This is uh, G-I-L-E-B-E-Y-E who made a chive dress. I love the chive dress so much, and I really appreciate the shout out in their post noting yes. my sew along for the pattern because yes. it's a very simple pattern to put together. But the first time I did it, because of the way the pockets are constructed, I had to I had to think for a minute and put in some effort to understand what happened next, which is why I thought it would be good for a sew along of some sort. The colors in their garment is just so lovely, mm-hmm. and it's a me of how many great French Terry patterns you can find out there, yes. which I forget there are so many. I yeah. genuinely do 
I get sort of stuck in my little rut of where I look for French terries and mm-hmm. forget like the so-so English that I purchased from that there are plenty of companies that are presenting many, many opportunities to buy a beautiful French terry. Yep. So lovely. Great call. Now, this next one is, is in truth of all of them, one of my favorite photographs we've seen this month. Tall Hobbit Stitches uh, posted Happy Winter Solstice and Summer Solstice for Summer pa- Southern Pals. But in this case, it's a sewn and a knit garment, and it's just wintry, wintry layers, yeah. right? Um, and it is, it is, it is perfect. Everything so cozy. From, from the round hobbit door in the mm-hmm. room work and to the pumpkins, to the natural wood, to the red pointy hat, the petticoats, the layers of leggings and socks and all the things. The only thing that confuses me about the choices here is that I don't see gloves <laughs> and, and yet <laughs> Proposed that they might have been appreciated. Um, <laughs> it is it is completely gorgeous. I I absolutely love love this representation of cozy. Um, yeah, I'm so glad you called that one out. That was one of the choices that I had as well. Um, I really loved it. So cute. So when we build our podcasts, sneak peek behind the scenes, we have a script that we put together. We don't read directly from it, but it helps to keep me slightly on track. It's basically a guard for Beverly. Um, in this case, Beverly had not created it. So I did. So I could get my five picks in first. (laughs) (laughs) Usually I'm first. So (laughs) So I was so proud of myself for sneakily creating the document quickly so that I could send it and I could have my picks. So, (laughs) yep. Yep. You got them in first. (laughs) So my next one is from underscore Allie Joe. And this is a really lovely wool pony jacket. And um, I think, and, and they added a waist tie to modify it. And the it's very, very cozy, they say, jacket. And I think, I think it looks lovely and looks really, really warm. It's, it's one of those where when I first saw it, I thought, that's not a Pona. <laughs> I've made a couple of those. But it totally is. And now it has me thinking I want to make the longer length of the Pona jacket and add a belt tie. Yeah. It looks it looks amazing. And of course, it, to me, it looks like it's a navy or a black. Um, it's a great solid color. It could be a classic piece of apparel for all winter, um, easily going over many, many outfits. Just just lovely. One of one of the best. So for my next one, um, I'd like to call out a wonderful plaid outfit by Thimble underscore Row. And this one is a onesie that is made from a self-drafted shirt and a trouser pattern and by studying other onesies and jumpsuits. So this is this is mostly cobbled together out of their very own brain, which I, I truly love. Um, and they've they've chosen to do it with a plaid, which I believe they follow with an apology for the failure to perfectly match all of the plaids. And yet looking at it, I'm thinking uh, yeah, be, as to match quite as many plaids as they have. So it is it matched per- to me. Yep, perfectly lovely, perfectly beautiful, just just the most fantastic onesie. So I love cozy it looking. Very much so. And I really, really appreciate it um, as as a garment. And it's pictured beautifully too in 
with a background that's sort of a dark, rich color, and the foreground colors are sort of coordinating with the plaid. So even the presentation of the photo is lovely. I think that one was quite good. So where are we going to end with a bang? What's your last? The last one is going to make folks think that I've been being paid by Helen's Closet, but I have not (laughs) because I realize now I've mentioned three different ones from Helen's Closet. Um, These are the Avery leggings. This is, let me just spell this. (laughs) G-A-R-N-B-A-L-K-O-N-G-E-N. And they made the Avery leggings in a wool jersey. Now, I think that's so great. So wool jersey, I I haven't really found around. I think that um, Blackbird carries it sometime in the U.S. and Canada. Wool jersey is really expensive. I I find. I don't know about you, Jenny, but I would love to get my hands on some of it. And I think it would make the best great leggings to have this. Well, anyways, it looks it looks wonderful. And they also had a little trouble with their sewing machine. So they used some tissue paper um, to, to stabilize it, but then they had to pick it out with their tweezers. But um, looks like it worked out really well. Okay. So on the tissue paper note, I, I just have to bring up a couple of things. First off, I I have to once again, sort of thank you, but sort of not thank you for your thorough review of Taco Tuesday magazine last week, um, because I ended up purchasing Taco Tuesday magazine from Warp and Weft Textiles in Seattle. Oh, Uh, that's a smart way to do it. They're selling it for $40, so it's expensive, whatever upcharge is. However, once you look at buying two patterns, which is what I was looking at buying and having those patterns printed, which I was looking at doing this, if I can convince myself to trace them off is a cheaper way to do this. In addition, I just opened my secret Santa present here at the office because we do those before Christmas too. And, (laughs) and people used white tissue paper to wrap up the gift to me. And I folded it all up neatly and set it aside because now I have some white tissue paper to do my greet hat out of. And it occurred to me for the uh, shirt and dress combo that I want, I actually just want the sleeves. I'm not going to make that that dress. I'm going to trace off the sleeves and see what I can do to make them fit in my trillium dress pattern, which is what I want it for. Oh, that's perfect. I know. I'm so excited about that. So that was something I did. So when you mentioned the tissue paper being used to help stabilize a horizontal seam or a vertical seam, yeah. I'm also going to use it. And since for many people, there may be a gift-giving holiday coming up or just having passed when this is aired in the calendar, you may have some tissue paper you could save for that or buy at 90% off at Target. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, that's sort of the the... I, I was excited to see another use for tissue paper. I haven't considered it as a stabilizing agent. Okay. Well, we have these 10 listed <gasps> here and we are going to choose a, a winner, right? We for are. Deer and Doe Scirocco pattern. That's Scirocco. I, I keep saying Scirocco, but it doesn't matter. For the <laughs> jumpsuit pattern. I'm going to do it. And the way we have them listed in our, with your five first and then my five. So that's, that's the order they're going to be in for this. 
It's not you or me. So who's the winner? The winner is number nine. So that is Allie Jo. Oh, awesome. And you know what a Shiroka would look good with? A Pona jacket. That's so right. Perfect. That's wonderful. How exciting. So Allie Joe, reach out to us uh, via DM with your email address. That's what I need with your email address. And the lovely folks from Deer and Doe will forward you a PDF of the pattern. That's amazing. I'm so happy for that. Um, that does still mean we have one more Shiroko to give out this month. And in addition, we've gained one new prize for the end of the month. Um, the Plotted Pattern uh, Company. So theplottedpattern.com is the name of the website. I have been purchasing all of my printed patterns from them lately, and I believe Beverly's had a receipt of them as well. Yes. Um, they are uh, they print on a slightly lighter weight fab- pattern paper rather than most of the pattern printing that I've had done locally or online. And they provide those patterns folded up neatly in a glassine envelope that has the name of the pattern on it. And I appreciate all of that. That's exactly how I want to receive my patterns. But in addition to that, you can order from them your instruction booklets, both printed, just 10 cents a page, or you can add on to that binding and they will put a spiral bound on it. And they, uh, Christy at the Plotted Pattern has been kind enough to give us a free pattern printing with a bound instruction booklet. Wow. And so giving that away at the end of this month as well. So do they ship internationally? I, honest to goodness, do not know whether that's an international shipment item yet. So if it isn't, we will obviously not give that to an international winner. But I I genuinely have the answer to that. Okay. Well, what we have next is some last minute ideas for PF Cozy. Absolutely. One of the things I was thinking about when I've talked about the French Terry before was the question of where do you get uh, fabrics that you consider to be super cozy? And so I sort of went out and looked at um, some companies that I've really enjoyed buying cozy fabrics from. And I wanted to start with uh, Warp and Weft Textiles, who I just bought the Taco Tuesday magazine from. Mm -hmm. And one of my favorite fabrics, one of the ones I look forward to trying soon is the Tatori Waffle Straight Stitch Japanese fabric. And what this is, is it's a seersucker-like fabric. So when it when it had washed up after it was woven, it pops up, puffs up like a seersucker does. And it's got some, some what look for all the world like sort of hand stitching lines going down it. Mm-hmm. I don't believe that's in any way what it is, but that's sort of the visual on it. Mm-hmm. And it's the sort of thing that would be super comfortable as um, a bathing cover-up or a loose jacket or a robe or things like that. And and I, I just think that one's so interesting. I did order, when I ordered the Taco Tuesday <laughs> magazine, <laughs> I also ordered um, some Dobby fabric, uh, two yards of it to put on the back of a quilt. And I ordered, they have this, I'm so fascinated by this because I don't know what's going to come when I get it. I ordered a fat quarter pack, six fat quarters in rainbow colors, so red, orange, yellow, green, blue, and violet, um, a six pack of fat quarters that are, that are long staple cotton. And I, I don't know what that means compared to normal staple cotton or whatever the <laughs> other, but in my brain, what I'm going to do with them is I'm going to, I'm going to sew them together from two, two fat quarters wide and three fat quarters deep, just going from the top corner, red, orange, the next row, yellow, green, mm. then blue and 
and I'm going to back it with this Dobby cotton. And um, I think I'm going to hand quilt it in long running stitches and then bind it because I think that would be both a nice wall hanging, but also a nice lap quilt, especially in warmer months. So I'm looking forward to that very much. So I was very excited by some of the options I saw there that are not fabrics I see in my usual places. That's great. Yeah. Um, do you want to talk about one of yours or do you want me to okay. keep back? On? <laughs> um, well, one of the ideas that I had, which is because that I had, I had found in my house is an old pair, uh, an old set of flannel sheets. And I do not enjoy sleeping on flannel sheets. Um, I like to have a crisp sheet that's cool. And I just don't, I just don't like it. And, but I have them for some reason. And so I think it'd be a great idea to make some PJs or lounge pants out of that will be nice and cozy to sit around in, even though I don't want to sleep on them. Yeah. And I think that Fremantle pattern from, um, LB, LB patterns that we talked about last week, um, which, got some extended sizing on it. So it fits a little bit larger than many patterns that, that we see do. Um, I thought that one might be a good one for that. I'm going to make my husband some flannel pants that he's not going to wear out of that. Um, <laughs> that's what he really wants is something different, but I'm going to do it anyway. Um, <laughs> sparkles, even though I'm not quite sure. Um, <laughs> I, I believe in myself. Um, so, so that's a great idea. The other one I wanted to mention, I've already talked about a little bit here, is uh, the so-so English fabrics um, for the French Terry. I've picked out several of their large leopard print <laughs> French Terries, which I've had delivered to me. So I'm going to be just the most amazing large cat chive dress you've ever seen. I'm so excited by these. Um, but there are also, I, I bought ones that had rubber duckies on them. And I mean, just some of the cutest, cutest French terries. And when they arrived, I, I do find them to be a reasonable hand. I'm quite satisfied with them. The shipping was quick. The packaging was more than adequate if it was not placed directly in a puddle in my front yard. And so it has been, it's perfectly lovely. I'm so satisfied with these. So I, I definitely recommend taking a look for your French terry exciting needs. What else have you got? Well, speaking of French Terry, Style Maker Fabrics sent an ad out and it's getting me. It this their French Terry looks so nice. It's in solid colors. It's not these pattern mm-hmm. ones, but it has it also has 40% stretch. And sometimes French Terry doesn't, even though it's a knit, it doesn't yeah. have much stretch. So I think it would make an excellent Ellie and Mac uh, Good Vibes joggers and Fiber Mood Mabel like set. So awesome. Fiber Mood, yeah, Fiber Mood Mabel's like kind of just a sweatshirt with kind of interesting sleeves and cuffs. Mm-hmm. And then the the joggers, I, th- I think it'd be g- really great. Um, it'd be a pretty expensive outfit, but I think I would get so much wear out of it that it'd be worth it. I, I think that's the case, especially when you look at higher end fabrics and you find that you like really love the drape or the hand or something else about it that that sometimes with uh, not only just lower end fabrics, but just another type of fabric you're not getting as much of. So that does seem like it could be a good investment. I can picture it. I'm, I'm looking for some good French terry solids to make chive dresses out of for the office because it it really is quickly becoming my uniform mm. for the office because the it, it just wears so beautifully. I gain pockets and, and it, it looks polished. It looks professional and pulled together. Now I can certainly put it in rubber ducky French cherry and have a slightly less professional <laughs> dress, but all, it, it's all down to fabric choice as to whether or not it just 
looks like a, a sleek grown-up dress that you could wear with stiletto heels or one you could dress down with Converse. So love it. The next one I wanted to mention was uh, Stone Mountain Fabric. I am in love with some of their bulky sweater knits. And so we'll have a link in the show notes to one of their boucle wool sweater knits in a, a moss green color. I'm glad because you I post st- this because I'm looking for some sweater knits, actually. That well, sounds great. It's a thing I struggle to find. I mm-hmm. want to make, um, there are several, I want to do a fuller like this as well, but there are several different cardigan patterns that have sort of been super popular in the uh, in the community this past year that I just haven't found the right the right sweater knit for. And my local Joanne never really has anything that's appealing to me in that way. And it's hit or miss when I go to find fabrics in Georgia. They have all the fabric in the world, but they also have, it's so many square feet. You, you can mm. only see. And so if you go in looking for something specific, bulky sweater knit, you're probably going to be disappointed. But if you I go see. in looking for fabulous fabric, you're, you're going to be quite happy. So yeah. it's, it's, I often don't find the hit on a specific thing, even though there are many amazing things there. So I, I really appreciated this as a potential source and folks are always talking about stone mountain that I can see on online folks really appreciate their fabrics. So I'm, I'm excited to find something that I definitely want to get an order in for and enjoy. Well, there's a, um, there is a cardigan that I'm planning to make that was actually made by one of our listeners for PF Cozy this month, which is from uh, Sarah Fornia. She made the Ellie and Mac Be Mine cardigan. Ellie and Mac had a sale recently, and I bought that cardigan as well. And it is a really, it looks very similar to the Style Arc one I had, although the Style Arc one has more kind of pointy lines, but it's one that has a, um, like sort of under your chest, it has gathered ring and then but like a, a lapel you call that a lapel the whole way around I don't know the band anyway the yeah. whole way around but it's a nice long one that goes to your knees and that just for me is so comfy and cozy that I think um that would be a good one for that that sounds amazing I do like knee length to duster length cardigans and yet I never seem to I never seem to make them even though I really enjoy them so I maybe I should get on that again yeah this- because that would be super neat. Now, the other thing that I could use some help with that isn't cozy at all um, is I have recently been gifted some sheer embroiders, like some some tool that's been embroidered with flowers and other colorful things all over it um, by uh, by another Instagram user. And they simply weren't able to use it. Its texture isn't right for them. Um, but I'm super interested in making something out of it. And while I love for example, Terrence Williamson, Williams' entire population of things that he makes, none of those are right for my day-to-day life. So I'm looking mm-hmm. for a way to incorporate sheer, netted, stretchy, embroidered stuff into my wardrobe somewhere. And I'm not sure if the answer is even as simple as making a chive dress where I've basted together my base fabric with this netting over it, or if there's a different answer out there for me. So listeners... This is your opportunity to be interactive with this yes. month's pod or this week's podcast. Uh, definitely post your suggestions or DM me. So this is actually our last podcast of the year. Do you have any plans for New Year's Eve? Do you do anything? I, we don't. We we do nothing. We don't even stay up till midnight frequently. 
Well, we always eat clam dip. I don't know if that counts as a plan. Um, you eat what? Clam dip. Oh, okay. Okay. That's we, good. You have a tradition. Yeah. Yep, um, that, I mean, <laughs> so Jim and I are planning to start a new tradition this year, and we are going to get brand new books on New Year's Eve, and we're going to read them like all night, just sit around and read and enjoy ourselves. And I think it's going to be lovely. Now, is this where you read to each other or is this where you sit companionably together while you each read? Um, I think that we sit companionably together and while we each read, although we have done that in the past, we have read books to each other and that's, that's fun too. We We also... We also have a uh, a book club together. Um, I don't know if I've ever talked about this on the podcast. It's it's an interesting book club, and our librarian friends are like, "No, that's not a book club," but we <laughs> think it is. And what we do is that once a month, we each read our own book and then talk about it with each other. So it's a book club where we, you get to read whatever you want. And you get to hear about another book that maybe like a lot of, we don't have the same style books that we like to read, but I'm really intrigued to hear about the books that he reads. And sometimes he reads something and I am like, oh, I will read that. But it keeps us reading too and keeps us honest with, you know, continuing to read and finish books. That's really great. And your, your librarian friend should be ashamed of themselves for book club shaming you. Yeah, that's true. Anything that encourages people to read seems like a good thing to me. So I, I like that. We used to we used to read to each other at bedtime from time to time, but it's been a while, a, a good long while since we did anything like that. My husband is a very slow and deliberate reader. Mm-hmm. He'll finish six books a year. Mm-hmm. I am a book every day or two reader. Um, oh, wow. So I... I use a Kindle, so I have an unlimited number of books, essentially, but I, I read through a, a book every day or two. I'm, I'm a very fast reader, and it's just a completely different style, so I can't imagine a scenario where we could have a book club like you described on even an every other monthly basis consistently. <laughs> it would just be, we're so out of sync with each other, but it, it's such a neat, neat idea. What a great what a great way to spend the new year. Yeah, I think so. Uh, we do did promise to talk about one thing that's a surprise for this upcoming year, a plan that we have. And Jenny and I have decided after nearly a year of completely funding this podcast on our own that we're going to start a Patreon. So we wanted to just let you know that that's coming. Well, absolutely. We'll be teasing out sort of details of what we have planned, but we'll also be asking you questions because we want to know what you'd like to see out of it. I know I've had people ask if we have a Patreon or a buy me a coffee or another way to contribute. And so I assume some folks will be quite excited to have that opportunity. We've also had people ask about a Facebook group and other ways to better build this community. And we'll be interested in hearing more from folks who'd like things that better improve the community of the podcast in addition to obviously the greater sewing community that is in no way really related to our podcast mm-hmm. but we we love to have those conversations so we're going to be we're going to be getting interactive with y'all trying to figure out some of the details of what we're going to do so excited to get to the roll this out for you i believe this will be coming up um in march basically as we yes. get our anniversary so yep it will be so 
Um, We'll be talking to you folks soon about the new theme for January, which I'm super excited about. We have two guests in January and we've already recorded their episodes. We are so ahead of the game, Jenny. Have we edited them? Come on now. (laughs) Have we edited them? I think you finished your part. (laughs) Oh, good. I'm excited. I'm way ahead of you, aren't I? (laughs) Yeah, my kids hate my royal weed too, because it'll be when they were young. Have we cleaned the bathroom yet? (laughs) I don't know. I use it all month. It's just, it's your, anyway. Um, (laughs) But that's awesome. I am excited. I think we had some really great conversations with the guests coming up in January. And so I'm super excited uh, to see that roll out as well. All right, Jenny. Although this is the end of the year, I will still see see you next next Tuesday. Tuesday. The Punk Frockers is created, produced, and edited by Beverly Baptiste and Jenny Hassler. On Instagram, you can find the podcast at Punk Frockers. You can find Jenny at J.O. Hassler and Beverly at Weeds to Wildflowers. Our artwork and music is created and performed by Jim Duran. You can find him on Instagram and his website at jimduran.art. 